welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. Did you know there is an easy way to help support the podcast and keep the show going? Buy Me a Coffee is an incredible new platform where you, the loyal Block Talk audience, can say thank you to your favorite host. All you have to do is show support with a few taps by leaving a little tip that's just like buying me a cup of coffee. And the great thing is you don't even need to create an account. Visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk and keep blocktalk going strong like a cup of coffee. And as always, follow me on Instagram at michaelblocktalk, on Twitter at blocktalknyc, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. It's the reign of a new reina. A queen has been crowned after a bit of a lackluster finale episode, but will she be the queen we need her to be? It's time to talk all things Drag Race Espana 2. And joining me to do so is the fabulous and stunning Antonio Amor. How are you? Hello, hello. I am doing well. How are you? I am doing great. I'm glad we have this final episode to finally talk about. Listeners, thank you for bearing with me. We're finally here. We're going to do it. Uh, You know, pride's hard. Very, very hard. Um, it's probably, it's Pride, Halloween, and maybe mm-hmm. maybe Christmas are the three busiest times for drag queen. So we're in absolutely the, we're in the thick of it at the moment. Well, I have some drag news of the week to share since it came out yesterday. We'll talk about it one more time since it's new for this podcast. But the cast of Canada's Drag Race Three has been revealed. Yes, I'm very very excited. Um, I actually am familiar with couple of the queens that they've announced oh, yeah. anyone um, you want to tell us who you think is your favorite i'm not gonna i'm not gonna make a determination yet okay, uh, okay. because there are people that i am not familiar with that i think their looks are extremely stunning mm-hmm, so i'm mm-hmm. super excited for that and then of course um my partner is uh french so i'm very excited for um francis drag race that's going to be coming oh yeah it's it's coming up well i mean we'll we'll check your schedule maybe you'll come out and do a uh, podcast for that one too um you're you're gonna be busy you got lots of things going on um yes booked and blessed thankfully (laughs) or as as uh angina said hired and tired that's very relatable (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I like that one. All right, we're gonna dive into the episode. Usually, I'd say like, "What are your thoughts?" But no, we're gonna we're gonna save it for as we go along because I have a lot of feelings. Um, as someone who watches the edit, there were a lot of things that happened. I was like, "Really? This is how we ended it?" Oh, sure. But finally, says Australia has made it to the finals. She loves her fellow queens and she loves herself, which is a great thing to be. You have you have to love yourself. Yes, you very much do, especially to uh. To push through such a uh, a long haul of drag like this, you have to really just absolutely like, keep it going. They're all gagged that they made it to the finale. Australia, though, says she saw the light. They said Marina's name and she thought it was over. Just keep smiling. Put a brave face on. She wanted to leave happy, but alas, she stayed. I'm very happy about that. I'm a big Australia fan. I'm a big fan of Australia. I think um, she just does such a good job of blending her personality with a not an over amount of camp. It's just yeah. the right, perfect balance that she just serves. And I actually was, re- I was, you know, you, you don't know what to expect from these international franchise of Drag Race on how they're going to follow in terms of the Drag Race structure, how closely mm-hmm. they're going to follow mm-hmm. it. And I was like, we've been seeing the top four, 14, we saw top five. <laughs> um, but I was really hoping for a top four. And then when they were kind of giving an indication that they were not, I got a little worried, but I'm very happy that they did the double chante, that two girls were able to stay in this space. It's here in the finale. I agree. Well, Sharon notes that they are trailblazers as the first final four in Drag Race Spani history. I mean, it is only two seasons, so not that big of a stretch, but yes. <laughs> she feels that they have done different things much differently than the previous season. And that's incredible. Now, Venedita says that this season has, is historic due to COVID and volcanoes. And I'm like, what? What volcanoes? Please tell me more. Um, no more history for them, but what? What Do you know anything about these volcanoes? I don't. I was, I kind of like, mm, and I rewinded and I was like, let me just make sure I, I hear what she's saying completely. No, 
Um, I have no idea what she's referencing when she's talking about what volcanoes being disrupted in the season. Um, yeah, and I don't even know of any active volcanoes anywhere near Spain. Yeah, so, neither do I. Interesting. Interesting. Well, she is nervous to be in the finals. She is the winner of the week, and she is happy how her makeover turned out. And she wasn't sure if it was going to work. But they put her out of her misery by giving her the win, and she didn't have to wait for the results like the other three. But they're all in touching distance of the crown. Estrella is ready to knock them out. The crown is hers. Marina needs to be more divine than ever before. Benedita is going to give it her all. And Sharon literally says she will do her best. And I was like, that's not the sound of a future winner. No, but I think her track record and her excellence speaks for Mm -hmm. it. She's got a very, in my mind, a very Bianca Del Rio mindset of like. Fully. Yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to wrap up the season. This is what this is. Well, all episode long, the final four will party, celebrate their placement in the finals. But Estrella, who will get lots of airtime in this episode, says that if she had left any earlier, it would have been special as she loves all of them. But making it to the finale was amazing. They start to remember all the things that have happened during their experience, which Estrella feels has been about three and a half years. Um, But I guess once you're in the pressure cooker, it, it, it could feel long, even though it goes by pretty fast. So who can win? Now, Venedita would love to win as it could be cool to have a bearded queen win. And she feels like she's been done pretty well. She may have had some stumbles, but she feels like she deserves it. Venedita says, if it's not her, Sharon. Australia knows that Sharon has done really well and thinks she's their biggest competition. But that doesn't mean they all still have a chance. Now let's let the spring down a little bit. Do they think they had a chance or do they know based on the track record, Sharon literally would have to fall over and die? I got a feeling that they were all gunning for second place this episode. That was just the energy it gave. It was Mm -hmm. very much like, we already know the outcome. Let's see who can at least showcase themselves in the best light to get the runner-up spot. Exactly. I felt like everyone kind of laid down already to say we didn't stand a chance, which was, I think, one of the most disappointing things about this episode. It There felt like it was a great episode in terms of it felt like it was celebrating all the girls. It was celebrating Mm -hmm. what they brought to the season, the freshness of the season. But it didn't feel like a finale episode where you felt like people were gunning for that crown. It just felt like, okay, we're going to just give a performance one last time. Um, But yeah, I think most definitely they kind of already knew how this was going to turn out. Yeah, well, Marina knows they've all worked hard to get there, but Sharon has spent half of her life in drag. Um, She, meanwhile, has spent more of her life doing other things, but they're all really unique and do unique things. It's anybody's race to her. And I'm like, you're silly girl. One day I'd like to just understand your brain for a minute, (laughs) just a minute. Australia wants to know why a big girl can't win, and she'd like to be a role model for people like her. And I think it's time. We need more big girl winners. We do need more big girl winners. Uh, Many, many times we see extremely, extremely talented big girls on the show, and it just hasn't really happened um, in the way that we want to see. It's always top three, super, super close. I think probably our most recent big girl coming close to the crown would have been Miss Ginger Minge for All-Star 6. Right. After um, Lawrence Cheney had just won. Yes. After Lawrence Cheney. Yes. Um, but but yeah, it just doesn't happen so often. It's it's tough because you you do really root for them and, and wanting to spread that message. But at the same time, when you have a track record versus a track record like Sharon's, it, it just right. it's hard to justify that. Meanwhile, we're watching All-Star 7 and being like, we're going to really call Jinx the big girl this season? That's not okay. Yeah. Well, Venedita will say that they all have different personalities. Old, weird, slutty, and fat. It's pretty obvious who's who. Um, But the theme of this episode is going to be the Wizard of Oz. Now, Sharon will pull out a pair of shoes that she made for her partner, Pedro, with the red and green sequins that match her Dorothy sweatshirt. And there really is no place like Drag Race, is there? There really isn't. Wizard of Oz is actually my favorite movie of all time. I am a Wizard of Oz collector. I own antiques from lunchboxes to all the Hallmark ornaments uh, that they released every year. Uh, I have specifically a Wicked number that's dedicated Mm -hmm. to my love for 
for Wizard of Oz. So I loved, I love this. And I think it's a little bit of paying that homage to Ruth's favorite movie as well. Absolutely. So I just I thought went, it was a great choice. I went to the Academy Museum when I was in LA for DragCon and they have a whole exhibit for the Wizard of Oz with all the original um, costumes and everything. It was really cool. Yes, 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 yes. Supreme arrives wearing the moon. I'm not joking. The suit had a print of the moon on it. Um, choices. I would not wear it, but we're going to get a reminder of what the winner will get. A year's supply of Crash Cosmetics, a crown and scepter, and 30,000 euros. Oh, and a cake from Dick Waffle. Um, that's really the best prize, isn't it? I don't, It was just one of those things where I was like, okay, sure. They're their sponsor. They have to do it. Yeah. Um, for their last chance to prove why they should win, they have to be at the top of their game like never before. They will be appearing in the music video for... You can say it because I don't know how to pronounce it properly. But Supreme Deluxe's new song. Um, yes. Also, uh, RuPaul is quaking because uh, she got some competition. I will say, Supreme's this... Uh, it gave me chills because mm-hmm. this was like, we've gotten to such a format with RuPaul's music to where I'm not impressed by the music. I'm no. not. There's nope. something that's just like, oh, it's very um, mechanical. It's very factory cut. Yep. And this was something, Supreme actually did this on, um, the song's about, I don't know, maybe a year old or so. She actually released it on her last tour. So it's kind of revamping and re-releasing it to a whole different mm-hmm. platform with people to hear. But it was there was just something so fresh. It was so lively. And I personally thought this music video challenge has been better than any of the American franchise music video challenges. I agree. Some. Well, they're going to have to learn choreography, write original verses and pairs, which we'll discuss, and sing. Um, could they do anything more in less time? Well, but... Before they get to that, they have a little tea time with Supreme. Benedita is first. Now, I know that we, the, the show chopped it up, but we're going to go in chunks by person. Um, Benedita has dreamed of this moment, not very often, because she never thought it was in reach for her. Coming there was a dream. The finale is icing. And she knows it will be a change in her life no matter what happens, though she hasn't taken it all in yet. She shares how Benedita was born in Madrid as, a social, as social media was blowing up and started seeing people who inspire her, like Mercurio and Pequena, who were women with facial hair. Um, she saw them as incredible and thought, why, if they have mustaches, can't she have a beard? She wanted to play with masculinity, femininity, with a bit of androgyny, with a femme fatale curve and a little bit of a beard. I feel like you must relate a little bit. I do. I love Benedita for how much they play in the balance of masculine and feminine energy. Um, I think what she said about, you know, making it not only as far in the competition, but to the finale has been such a surprise because we've seen time and time again, it's, it's starting to move in a different direction in terms of how people view drag, but drag mm-hmm. still very much rests in the idea of female impersonation and the mm-hmm. art of female impersonation. So it is really hard to, to break through that barrier of, of doing drag from a different lens in terms of what gender looks like. Uh, I very, very much relate, feel, and was kind of rooting. And we'll get to it later in the episode, but that that runway look, uh, we'll, we'll get to mm-hmm. it. Oh, yeah. Um, but a very proud moment for someone who I think is, is breaking those boundaries. Now, I do want to say what I did really, really enjoy about this episode um, and what Espana chose to do was sit down and do some cafe and pastelitos, sit down and have, you know, what a normal Spanish tea time meal would look like, you know, some sweet breads, some pastries, Mm -hmm. some coffee. It just felt a little more submersed in the culture and a true representation of what it means to sit down, have a discussion, talk about yourself. I am personally not a fan of the Tic Tac lunches. What, you Um, mean that's not super American? (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah it's just for for someone who has uh history with recovering from an eating disorder and that's a big part of my burlesque journey is body positivity mm-hmm. and self-love and care for your for your body i just i've just never since the start of it been a fan of that tic-tac lunch so it just there was something very comforting i think coming from a mexican household it just felt very cozy and i felt like that allowed the girls yeah. to open up and and really be vulnerable in these little absolutely. chats absolutely now, Benedita reveals that she would start getting booked mostly as a go-go boy, so she focused on aesthetic and found her love in stage performing, and she was obviously a big fan of Dita Von Teese and how she undressed. 
she wants to win and thinks she should because of her journey she's happy with what she's done and what she's done as Australia as uh, Vanadita um very interesting takeaway here um usually like uh, these for me are the the signs of who has the best chance we didn't learn too much about Vanadita here we saw who she was but we didn't dive into any things that would scream oh my god here's their winner which made me sad because i she was my preseason winner pick yeah um from the start i really really enjoyed them but it did feel like kind of a uh a summary of of accolades yeah. of this is what you've accomplished this is how far you've come and we're so proud of you but yeah. it didn't feel like we wanted to dive into what makes this person a winner exactly now with that being there has been amazing and she still doesn't believe it being there on a personal and professional level makes her feel like she's reaping what she's sown she was created totally randomly, uh, but it was fate. It was a night out, and she was seducing a guy and then wanted to get rid of him, so she started talking to three drag queens outside the club, and they took her in, and they were the ones who did her makeup for the first 50 times of the Viking family. Changed her life, and I feel like that's a very relatable story of drag. That's, that's very drag. The first time you do drag, I feel like it's very just out of circumstance. And then you just feel it and you're like, yes, this mm-hmm. is the fantasy. And I, I love that story um, about how she, her journey to drag started in a community family setting. Yeah. And that's what drag is to a lot of people. It's, it's finding identity. It's finding community and family. And mm-hmm. it just tickled me, tickled me warm. Now, humor has been a huge part of her and her central part of who she is and the heart of her drag. Life is hard, but she tackles it with humor and makes it feel like everything is much more manageable, which is something I need to start understanding. But of course, we need a moment to promote Gran Hotel de las Arenas. Does Estrella think she'll fit in? <laughs> of course she does. She's already been thinking about it for a while. She's going to be Britney Spears in Vegas level. She wants to do a one-woman show. I'd watch it. I'm here for it. I'm definitely here for it. I think her name fits her perfectly. She's a little mm-hmm. starlet, and I think she's got a bright 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 future now again nothing new here we've heard her say some of these things before um but clearly it was just another bit of a promotion for uh the tour and you know she'll probably get um whatever spots she wants and whatever song she wants oh yeah most definitely with sharon we start with her experience performing does that weigh on her? And she says, yes. On one hand, you think, what if I go home first? But as she competed, she realized the background she has and everything she's done has helped her. She would like to take home the crown to show that you don't always have to be the typical beauty. Drag is much more complex than that. Drag is art and it doesn't have to be perfect. She wants to expand the meaning and represent anyone who has ever felt left out. Very pageant. It was very, very pageant. I felt like... uh... It was very Q&A. It was very, very Q&A. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess a title title winner would give a mm-hmm. Q&A answer. So. Now, Supreme was going to ask her, has she evolved over the years? For her, it was a major evolution. She doesn't think she'll ever stop evolving. And when she looks at her first looks and makeups, they were eh. But this was 20 years before. And that's before the YouTube, really. So that's why they looked eh. Yeah, a little rougher on the edges. I think everyone has infinite amount of time. Uh, makeup is one of those skills that, like, you'll never stop getting better at. Of course. It just, your body just and your muscles start to learn and, and you try new things. And um, so, yeah, 20 years is a long time to perfect the artist's mm-hmm. hand. Um, of course, you might be fighting a, uh, a decaying canvas sometimes, but I she think said that it. She's, <laughs> but I think that the but the the mug is great. But I think she's gorgeous, yeah. stunning. So, who are her inspirations? Well, her father worked at the counter um, of La Caxa. Is that how you say it? I'm not sure how what it was. I would um, have to Sabadell. see that spelling, but yeah. Um, but that's where he would get his records. Uh, they would just pass them off. It would be disco and people like Shaka Khan and Aretha Franklin. But her mother was not a fan of that and said, "Not in this house." But she would listen to it. That's when she also later discovered Cher and said, God must have come to earth. I love that mm-hmm. so, so much. Mm-hmm. I think it's quite a testament to us as queer people that there are a lot of things that speak to us and relate to us that other people just don't get. 
And no. I think everyone can think of that moment of having something gay or queer that was just so special to them and wasn't tolerated or wasn't allowed. And you would just hide it away from everybody else. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, I just, I love that so, so much. She's been struggling for many years and would like to be rewarded for the years of love and dedication to the craft. She says it would be a really nice way to close this chapter of her life and start the next one. I mean, because she's dying because it's going to end soon, but kidding, kidding, kidding. <laughs> this is the one where we got a little more insight on um, Sharon, but we also haven't learned anything about her throughout the season, which is why mm-hmm. I was like, okay, maybe that's why we're saving it here. For Marina, what does it mean to be a drag queen? Everything and nothing. Marina was born from her imagination and fantasies to be whoever she wanted to be. She's an abstract concept that allows her to experiment and play and dress however she wants. Her goal was never to be a drag queen, but just to explore and play around. Marina is the femininity that she has in her. Very eloquent answer, very Marina answer, but I feel like it's a very common answer for a lot of drag artists. Yeah, I feel like it's the basic saying of, I just want to express and play and discover my feminine side, so I did drag. I think real people, there's always three three main cores to every drag performer in my mind. One is the personal reason that you do it something that's at your core, you will stand by and you will believe from start to finish, day you die. The second one being you like attention and you love the attention <laughs> and you love feeling like you're the center of attention. If a drag queen any at any time says, I don't do this for the attention, she's fucking lying. Yep. Um, and three would be you like free drinks and you love a free drink. Um, do you love that attention, those free drinks at the bar? And then, of course, your personal reason. But yeah, the answer was very uh, cookie cutter. It wasn't yeah. anything that uh, was special or insightful. So what has she learned on Drag Race? She says it's too early to answer. She's going to realize what she learned with time. But she is finding out who Marina is. She's a social person, even if she's introspective and an introvert. But she sees herself as a winner. She came here to win, and that is the goal. And... Again, just one minute in her brain. I just want to. I want to enter it and understand. Yeah, Mar- uh, Marina is very. I want to say probably the most intelligent, smartest girl this season. She's mm-hmm. very, very logical. Everything that lives in her brain is is very, very, very intelligent and high quality. The issue I think that's come time and time again this season to kind of knock her off her feet is that she lets that get in the way. Absolutely. She lets the she lets the processing circle keep her buffering before she can take action. And I think what was kind of a little disappointing is we want to get to know you. We want to see you open up. When you're asked, when have you learned on Drag Race? To just say, I don't know, time will tell. Yes, time will tell for everybody and time will show for everybody. Give us right. something. Give us something you've, you're learning. You've learned something new, mm-hmm. even if it's what doesn't go together, what doesn't work for you. Um, give us something. I just was really a little let down because I think that their mind is just so fascinating and they didn't let us in. Absolutely. Well, we're going to get to some writing of the music. And don't forget they're doing it in pairs. Still not sure why, but that's fine. First, we have Venedita with Australia. And Venedita thinks relying on the drag song cliches like makeup and heels and glitter is lazy. But Australia thinks it's funny. So they're going to play it safe, at least for the main part, which is a generic part of the song. Venedita is nervous because this could make or break who wins the crown and she can feel it inside. She says it's like hemorrhoids. You suffer through it. <laughs> Australia is ready to get whipped into shape by Carmelo with the dancing. It freaks her out, but this is the last hurdle. And when they're done, they'll go home and pass out into a coma for a week. And I'm sure that's going to be you post Pride. Oh, um, actually, no. No, <laughs> I, am, I am busy right after, so I don't have that luxury. But on my plane ride to Denver, I will definitely be getting a lot of sleep. Now, with Marina and Sharon, um, we're going to see them spitballing some lyrics. Sharon wanted to work with Marina, and then the bitch is just going to be talking about skin, so I'm sure she was afraid that they're going to be writing a tribute to Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> we learn that Marina has a thing for peeling fruit. I'm not a shrink, but I think you should talk to one. Yeah, that um, very, very uh, fascinating insight into her mind. Yeah. See, if she would have said something like that, perhaps, at her uh, Exactly. Talk. Now, Marina is feeling the heart of being a writer and an artist in this moment, but clearly she's never really paid attention to what this show wants them to do in this challenge. Yeah, I, I agree. I feel like um, 
if there's someone who's just going to take it in the opposite direction, um, it's most definitely going to be her. Why does it mean to taste your pepper? Is she talking about the below me down there parts? Um, I mean, you could take that way. I feel pepper is pepper's an accent. Um, pepper is a little spicy. It's a little mm-hmm. flavorful. I think tasting your pepper is just like soaking in the flavor. All right. I like get. that. I like that explanation better than the one where I went. <laughs> well, they all know that this challenge is up from last season because they know they can do more. They're going to squeeze more out of these girls. And Marina's just glad they're not singing live. Benedita says if they made them sing it live, they couldn't air it. She just knows that she will give them ogre voice and the, the sound guy is going to fix it. Um, how are you at singing? Do you have a lovely singing voice? I do. Um, currently, my voice is a little exhausted from speaking at shows, but I am a musical theater baby, so I am a uh, trained tenor. So I think uh, I would carry carry this challenge well, but it does work in their favor to mm-hmm. have the track pre-recorded and edited. It really, really oh, does. Oh, sure does. Um, Marina is now going to go with lyrics um, that she's a destination and to go camping on her with her. Not really sure where she's going, but she's apparently a temple of pleasure, but better. Um, I'm sure you've heard that about yourself before, right? Almost definitely. It's a catchphrase <laughs> of mine. <laughs> then is going to give her some silly ideas, including the helicopter, which is like funny because that's her favorite dance move. Yes, very, very good move, the helicopter. Any Latino, Latina knows the helicopter. It's a, it's a classic. Sharon reminds the girls that they have to talk about who they are in the lyrics too, be a little personal. They all went through the pain, the laughter, and tears, everything but sex. There will be one season where there's some, there actually will be sex, right? Yeah, there's got to be Kai Kai at some point. They're, they're, teasing, they're teasing it every season with a little budding romance, a little... Brooklyn and Vanjie, that didn't work. That was not, that was, that was so forced. No. And then they tried Angie and Camden and um, Orion and George. So they're trying. They're really, really trying. (laughs) Now, Sharon likes to write everything that pops into her head when she writes songs. Marina is now writing down all the words that rhyme with Marina in Spanish. Um, If I were there, I'd be like, I need a digital thesaurus because I need help. I'm not smart with rhymes and, and, making things um work and finding other words for things but i'm gonna give you the english words of what she mentioned yes fascinating guess candy feline guillotine vitamin and dolphin and australia's like add murderer this is gonna be a hit for marina isn't it um i think marina is a so so intelligent in her brain she's got the thesaurus in there so she's gonna whip out what she needs but let's be real. Based on this segment, um, we are going to be getting a song about farming in Spain, which, come on, that's the song we need at Eurovision next year. Most definitely. I thought it was just so funny how the direction of this kind of brainstorm was so different from the final product. It was mm-hmm. nothing. <laughs> they really psyched you out to think that it was just going to be all random and giggles, and it turned out to be quite a fierce music video. Now, we're we're going to head to the main stage to see Carmelo and his sexy friends. Damn, I'll take one of each. Um, I don't know if Carmelo is short or if Carmelo is short, but Carmelo is short. Yes. I was like, "Hmm." I mean, I'm on the shorter side. I want to say we're probably around the same height when I was. How how tall are you? I'm five, two. um, And usually in a pump, I'm a little taller. I'm about five, six in a pump or so. But, but yeah, five, two. So I was looking and I was like, we're probably around the same height. (laughs) Now they're going to run through some choreo and Venedita's like multitasking stresses me out. I'm like, same girl. Uh, but they're going to start with walking to center and they'll be strutting and that's just the easy part and they're still having struggling with this moment um i will say that i found it interesting that carmela was speaking the a count in english just an observation is that that a spanish thing um most of the time yes because the numbers get a little wordy in the mouth when you're counting off an eight count um, the american use uh, of an eight count is very percussive it's very short Mm -hmm. um you know, you're getting into words like cuarto for four. Sure. It doesn't really have that one beat count. Sure. So it can get a little messy. It can throw off the counts, especially if you're trying to keep a certain tempo. So it actually is pretty normal um, oh. across all countries to kind of use that straight eight count um, because of the way the syllables come out with the beat. I love that. Well, it's going to get more complicated. And they're like, can't we just walk? No, that's not hard. Carmela finds that all easy. And Australia's like, 
coordinate my arms and legs and i'm like same i can't do that i need i need the same thing happening but um marina is going to get a note to be more confident and she's like but i feel like a top model and that was my moment where i'm like she's done she's definitely not winning she was the only one who got anything negative yeah um it was a, a very sure giveaway of kind of ticking one person out of the three right right away now, suddenly, Carmela's like, you know what? Something's wrong. It looks empty. Bring out the reinforcements, and it's the eliminated queens. Like, we didn't see that coming. I wish we would do this on the main show. Give the eliminated queens one more chance to show up with the, as the finalists. Like, just bring them all there. I, I know some I of them agree. have to go away or something, but... Just yeah, I mean, I just, I feel like it's such an accomplishment to get on drag race. You have to do so much work. You have to put in so much time, so much money. Mm-hmm. I feel like give them as much airtime as you can. And while I do appreciate giving the girls airtime by having them compete a little more often, I do get exhausted of seeing six premiere episodes because you want to eliminate them, eliminate, yeah. and then bring them back and then uh, bring them back and then eliminate. That gets a little tiresome, but just to, to bring them back and to have them be a part of this final project, I just, I just, I adored it. I thought it was a yep. great way to celebrate these girls and the work that they're putting in. And I think it's something that the American franchise definitely take away. And of course, we're going to get the uh, reunion of Baldy and Fatty. Uh, what a loving friendship they got. When is the Wow Presents Plus show coming? I know. It is definitely major uh, Trixie Katia <laughs> vibes. Major Trixie Katia vibes. Now, after we do a little friendship circle, it's time to incorporate the rest of the queens into the number. Um, but that is a lot of people on stage, even with the dancers as well. There are a lot of people on that stage. But later on, we'll learn that it's not for the stage. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like, Estrella is a late bloomer, but Carmela planted the seeds and Estrella is going to build on it. But then Carmela's like, you know what? We need lifts. And Estrella's like, I'd like to keep me on the ground because these motherfuckers are going to drop me. Um, I think that was quite funny. Now, I will always, always, always remember Miss Vivi Zaharbonet. Uh, when she's supposed to be lifted and they oh yeah that kitty girl moment where she was, was like nope, nope 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 yeah yeah i think um if someone has a preference because here's the thing about lifts you have to give yourself into the lift and hold mm-hmm. form correctly to be lifted if a girl says that she doesn't want to be lifted you could have the work. strongest person lifting them it's not going to work it's not going to work yeah. because there's there's a partnership there. And I respect her for saying. She's like, is there a rod in my leg? Yeah, no, not going <laughs> to work. Um, but when she does get lifted, she we do, do see her flailing a little bit. Um, she's like, I, I don't do these things. Otherwise, I'd be an X Factor. Um, rest in peace, X Factor US. We don't have it anymore. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, touch her, grab her, do whatever you want. Don't lift her. We're not going to go to the workroom and have one final makeup session. No, no, no. We're going straight to the main stage. There's too much to do. Uh, Supreme is a lady in red, and she looks stunning, though. Once again, the black-rooted wig, not for me. But hey, at least it's not gray. This is very, very, very true. Um, Remind me, this is with the red ruffles. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. All red. Yeah, so all red. Beautiful, beautiful ruffle coat. Um, This coat, if I'm correct, um, that same season they had a contestant on eurovision um and when they walked the, the spain eurovision uh eurovision contestant walked the red carpet i believe in this coat um it's Ooh. i believe the same coat from the same designer um that she probably borrowed or was lent for this finale i love it i'm a sucker for a large large coat i love the ruffles i love everything about it i don't really like the black root like you said i think just doing full red would have been gorgeous but i think it's such a change from what we usually see from supreme that i just oh i'm in love with it she's a lady in red Mm -hmm. now we have anna locking who is almost at her final evolution and will likely be competing on season three of drag race espana or drag race espana versus the world as the second judge to compete uh which oops it's a spoiler for canada versus the world but no judges on that season no (laughs) um we have javier ambrosi who is wearing the first sweater that australia was wearing in the workroom and javier cavo who is wearing um a really raunchy top that i feel like you would love to pull off i would i would yeah 
I would maybe style it a little differently. Um, I'd have to play with it, but I love the texture. I love the the look of it. Um, it's definitely something that I would rock. Um, and what I would just say about the judges this season is that they've been so generous and kind and understanding and empathetic towards these girls. It's very different judging vibes than what we see on the American franchise, which is to criticize, to tear down, yep. to bring a very intense narrative a dramatic narrative but um, i mean obviously all-star seven we're seeing a little different side of things because they're not eliminating anyone so we don't have to have an, an edit for that um but i i like the positivity if you want to give them a critique give them a critique but tell them what they're doing right as well yeah i just think you can tell that these judges admire and are such fans mm-hmm. of what the girls bring and Absolutely. i think that's always the best way to go into a competition all right, let's go through our little song and dance, shall we? Um, yes. It's going to start off with Carmen Ferrala in the crowning look from last season. She is still dripping, um, carrying that crown. Um, she writes, fight for your dreams at the mirror. And then, bam, the song starts. and We see our final four walk in the workroom out of drag with Supreme on green screen. And I'm like, oh, we're now going into RuPaul music video world, aren't we? Um. It was quite a psych out, I will say. I was thinking that they were going to have a moment in the workroom mm-hmm. beforehand, maybe see them get, and then all of a sudden I was like, oh no, we're in the music video. Oh, we're yeah. in the music video. Here we go. Um, Carmen looking gorgeous as ever. You could tell mm-hmm. they greased the hell out of that wig. They to sure that did. Sweat vibe. But uh, gorgeous. And yeah, it, it quickly turned into music video mode. But the quality of this music video, oh, so let great. me tell you so much so much elevation from what we're used to seeing on the now if you didn't jump out of your undies when those actual mannequins started moving you're just not afraid of anything i was like oh my god those are actually people terrifying um now let's talk about it sharon can sing marina can sing there was slight auto-tune to their voices then we get to venedita and australia and they were a whole different people i was like that's damn that was a lot of auto-tune yeah, it was it was very similar. You could tell um, that the other girls had just a few touch-ups here and there, but, you know, natural. And then you just were like, yeah. that's not them singing mm-hmm. <laughs> for the now, other girls. Let's also take a minute to discuss the looks when they got into drag. I don't know if this was limited of what she had left, but um, Sharon said, I'm fucking Beyonce because she was wearing silver while the other three were in black. That is what we call a power move. Yes, I was. This gave me a great foreshadowing for what the episode was going to be. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Someone coming out in this fuchsia dance costume, golden plated. Everyone else is in some variation of a solid black. And I will say that the plating with the spikes isn't my favorite um, at all. But I actually think Estrellas is my favorite out of all the dance looks. I just think it's very referential to Chanel in terms of the use of black and gold. The mm-hmm. leopard um, just kind of ties it in together. I don't like, I wish it would have been a leopard boot instead of a red boot, but I do feel like it was very much Beyonce in the front, girls in the back. Mm-hmm. I thought Marina looked so good. The beat was very soft. The hair was laid. Uh, I think maybe her best mug all season, but let's go. Sharon Soloverse. It is high in the rafters. Like that is top tenor that went to the rafters and really really brought it um but also what tenor is a top <laughs> i did this it, I, said it. This is um, <laughs> she, I mean she, she was giving us like jam levels yeah she really was it was screaming but in the best way possible yeah it yeah. was great i was very 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 impressed her lyrics were about being dorothy which i think was very universal very very smart you i'm sure loved I loved it. it they, they were so, so clever. And I loved the use of using lyrics like um, Huracan to represent Tornado. It's just a little bit of cross-culture translation mm-hmm. that just flowed with the flowed with the rhyme scheme of lyrics. Uh, it was so good. Marina's was about being perfect until the end, but the English translation of Join My Army, Your Weapon Drives Me Crazy, I'm here for it. I thought that was very, very smart. I thought it was so funny, so cheeky, um, mm-hmm. very Marina. And it was just Every I, ugh, it was just everything that I could have wanted from the brain that she has. It was mm-hmm. just perfectly balanced. Now, Venedita is back looking like a dominatrix with a Smurf hat on in black. Um, I'm not a fan of that hair. I've, I've seen her a couple times in it, still hate it. 
Uh, but once again, I ask, what were they told prior to filming? We see the Eliminated Queens posing in the workroom and they're all in black. Uh, so Sharon either knew she was being crowned or she was pulling a Kimura more. Yeah, and I feel like, I feel like she knew. I, I don't want to, I don't know what producers did, but given that everyone was pretty much wearing same, a same color palette of black, I don't know. I feel like there had to have been some some real uh, a real choice being made there. Vanadita's mm-hmm. lyrics very generic. I was greatly disappointed with her performance. Australia was all about body positivity and laughing, but it was still very her. Um, nothing that really stood out. But you know what? Yeah, the only thing in Australia's song is she referenced, uh, or in her lyrics, she referenced her song from the talent show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was a cute little tie-in with yeah. the body positivity, but they, yeah, Venedita and Estrella were less than bedazzling in terms of lyrics writing. Now, some of the queens knew the choreo, and then the camera was like, I'm going to help you out because you don't know the choreo. Um, but I do love that group choreo was done in the workroom and not the main stage. That was a good psych out. Um, but then we do get to the main stage. It's a celebration, and even Supreme on the green screen looks pretty cool. Um but you know what? They're all under contract. The Eliminated Queens had to stay there in those costumes to make an appearance in the live part of the finale. Um, but again, they're going to have to change in a moment because why not? What else are they going to do? I think you said it before. I think this was a really, really great song. It was a really fun music video. It was a celebration of the season. It was a celebration of these four. And Drag Race Espana is really that superior of a franchise compared to some of the others. Most definitely agree. It just, it was something that was fresh from how many seasons of Drag Race we've been seeing over and over. It was just something mm-hmm. that was fresh and new. And in comparison to something like the All-Star 7 performance that we got in the opening episode, this was, this was nice. Yeah. yeah. All right. Category is my best drag. And in honor of this runway, we will play best or worst. Starting with Venedita Von Dash. Look by It's Spain, hair by Hair by Slea. Bitch, she looks stunning. I love that she went dark blue, paired with an elegant pinup black hair. The ruffles are so classic Spanish. Did I expect her to do a strip tease? Yes, that's what I wanted from her. But it's sexy, glamorous, and we'll get that little strip tease later on. Yes. So the element of strip tease is something that you just taste. You give it a little mm-hmm. time. You give it a little, a little edge here and there, and then you give it. And I was very happy that it wasn't something. It had an ode to burlesque in terms of the leg it was showing, the corset yep. strings in the back, the the shaping, the ruffles, the the quaffed of the hair. It was just beautifully done. It was magnificent. And for myself, I thought this was the best look out of the top four. It was my preference. Oh, it just sang and rang as queen, la reina, mm-hmm. the winner. And it was just beautifully done. The only thing I would have added, I like her, her choice to keep the chest bare of any statement jewelry i think it kind of mm-hmm. would have pulled away from the look but i would have done something a little simple maybe just like a single uh string pearl um sure, i'm here for on it. the end of a gold chain just something to accent to highlight because she did have beautiful earrings that were kind mm-hmm. of that darker blue color i just wish there would have been something small in the neck just to tie it all in together but mwah, and that red lip beautiful. red lip drop dead gorgeous statement piece and i love that the the beard was subtle it wasn't mm-hmm. the focus of the look it let the beauty of the look say what it needed to say. Anna says that she's been a real inspiration for her. She's brought fashion in all capitals to the runway. She brought theatricality, drama, and comedy, but always stayed true to herself. Calvo says she brought personality to the show, but kept them guessing. She stole his heart. She's professional, but intelligent, sensitive, theatrical, and fun. And Ambrosis just does the professor gesture, and that's what he will think of her. This was incredible. It's a best for me. It's a best for me. Yes, most definitely. And the audience, 100% best. Mm-hmm. Next up, Marina, look by Javier Navas Catalan, hair by Ruben Marmol. Listen, this is the last time we have to dive into Marina's mind. I don't get it. What Was this really going to be your crowning look? Uh, just looking at Anna's face the first time they cut to her, perplexed. She does look like a black flower. flower. It's very simple, but we've seen her do much better. This is just sufficient for this moment. Yeah, this didn't scream best drag, final runway end of the season crown me now this was even without the headpiece the dress is basic there's nothing accented Mm -hmm. there's nothing 
to focus on. There's not a statement to this look. Someone would try and argue that the statement was her face, but I didn't really think that it was calling anything spectacular no. attention to. And what, oh no, when she turned and she had that red hair coming out of the back and you, it just, I, I don't understand where they were trying to go with this in terms of a runway, but it was not it. It was yeah. not it. Ambrosi says that she exudes intelligence. He's joined the Navy. She's given some of the most iconic moments that he won't forget. He thinks her journey has been magical. Calvo says when she walks the runway, it's been iconic and the best they've seen. He says she is beautiful, emotional, strong, and intelligent, but with lots of heart. Anna says she is one of the best storytellers and how it was amazing how everything she's given told them who she is through the character she chose. She says it's a really good bonus in drag. I'll give this a best because it's not terrible, but I wanted more from this moment. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say no. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to give it a best. I was really, really, I did not like it. That's fair. Yeah, the really audience, they, they give her a pass. 87% yeah. best, 13% worst. Astrea Extravaganza, look by Ingrid Mako, corset by Yvonne Cantor, gloves and, pasties by, and panties by Flash Studio, hair by Yisti. All right. I will forever defend this. I think this is pantomime. It's right on. It's regal for her, and it has elements of camp with the colors, but it's still a stunning actual garment. I would not have done a rude black, which I clearly don't love, um, but whatever. She had good, strong, strong color blocking. But when she did redo the reveal, it was fun. And of course, later on, we're going to find out that she did keep crap in her bustle. Funny. Yes. Um, the look was cute. I was actually... Not expecting it, but I think it's very on brand for Estrella. Um, mm -hmm. There were some choices that I didn't enjoy. The wig for one. Um, bare neck, too. I think this could have used some statement jewelry. Not a fan of... I just felt like, to the reveal, I hated those tights. <laughs> yeah. They didn't link in with the rest of the color palette. They were pastels, but not in the um, pastel palette that she was playing with, with the pinks, the blues, the reds. Um but I loved the look. I thought it was very well thought out. I really liked the detail of the stars hanging down from mm -hmm. the beading um, on her bustles. And of course, we know that she's going to put that to use. But I enjoyed the detailing of the stones along the corset. And I think that for her, that this is a great look. Needed some slight alterations and changes, but I, I think it I was agree. great. Ambrosi highlights her intuition. She started listening to it and the magic started. He says her main weapon with her intuition is her comedy as she is able to listen, know when to be funny and know when not to be, as well as how to use her silhouette. Calvo says it's been about her heart. People love her. She, he says she inspires empathy. She's funny, has great sense of humor, but very emotional. He says it's exciting to see her on stage and fill it with joy. And Anna says she had the most interesting journeys on the show, Alone and with Sharon, she gave some of the funniest, most iconic moments. Then she found moments of beauty in herself with exquisite warmth. I'll give this look a best. I'll give this look a best as well. The audience agrees. 75% best, 25% worst. And finally, we have Sharon. Look by Santos Castora. Hair by Ariel Reck. Uh, basic drag just threw up on her. Like we have seen this fabric on drag queens before and we've seen this fabric on drag race before. For a crowning look in the... Uh, on the clear front runner, I want something divine and regal and memorable. Give me the hair. I want good hair. The heart looks like arts and crafts. And don't worry, we're going to discuss that shortly. Um, I like the cut of the gown. I wish we had a different material that would have felt right for this moment. Yeah, iridescent material reads to me as starter queen. Um, yes. It's very much the fabric that a starter queen would pull from a fabric wall and play with. Mm -hmm. um, Best example I can think of Mo Hart in her first season. She pulled a lot of iridescence when she was making her own stuff in the workroom um, yep. because it looks shiny. You don't really have to style it too much. You kind of can let the fabric do its own thing. But I think in a case like this, when you're looking at a finale look, it just doesn't carry enough. Um, I was actually very let down by this look when she came mm -hmm. out. I'll be very, very honest. I think that the hood to mask as the hair was a horrible decision. The hair underneath was even worse of a decision. <laughs> um, nothing about this scream, screamed queen to me. She could have used uh, red earrings. She needed a red pump to tie in the red story. The heart does look very crafty in the worst possible way. Um, it just, I was very, very let down. Yeah, me too. 
And what else he says, the versatility she showed was crazy. In the beginning, he was conflicted because he didn't see the Sharoni nose. But seeing her there, he knows she didn't just come to win. She came to grow. With her versatility, she was learning to grow and show them something different. He says it's one of the best looks of the season. <laughs> uh, Calvo says she's raised the bar for the show. He says she brought quality to the show and an overwhelming amount of talent. She took on the competition with humility and with no ego. And Anna points out that it's very difficult for people who devote themselves to the creative endeavors to keep their egos in check, but she helped others shine, which helped her shine as everything worked together. It goes beyond professionalism. And I'm going to say, sure, but this look was the worst. Yeah, this look was the worst for me. No bueno. Uh, the audience, 53% best, 47% worst. In our little Untucked Junior, we're really not going to discuss it, mostly for time, but also nothing new was learned in this moment literally repeats of everything we've heard this episode exactly yeah it was nothing interesting or exciting but before we can bring out our finalists we have to bring back our girls it's the eliminated queens and you know what in the honor of their return we're just going to play all star or all not as with their looks marisa prisa no designers listed i've been bitching about her not showing body and bitch showed body and not only body she showed her fucking ass uh, this is form-fitting. She could be Supreme's kid based on the red monochromatic. I thought this was great. Yeah, I thought Marisa's look was beautifully done. I thought it was clever to have the silhouette as is and then have her turn around, show a little ass. Um, cute, the flamenco cut was very uh, referential. I thought for being the first one out, she looked fabulous. Um, definitely an all-star look. I'll me. give it an all-star also. The audience, 58% all-star, 42% all nah rude uh next up we have ariel wreck look by alvar marino i love that she's giving you edgy ariel the mermaid i don't think this is a crowning look but at least i hope it's not but no matter what it's a strong look for her slightly cosplay but it's well executed for her drag persona yeah i think um obviously it's play on her name but i think it's cute it's done well um it's a tie-in actually to her sister killer queen last season who mm-hmm. referenced ursula ursula um, on the runway, and I think that was a cute little tie-in. Uh, I love that the, she chose a nude pump on her feet to make it look like feet instead mm-hmm. of um, heels. Uh, I thought it was done very, very well, a little edgy. Um, borderline costumey for me, but I think yes. in a good way. I think in a good way. So I will definitely give it an all-star. I will too. Uh, audience, 80% all-star, 20% all-nah. <sighs> Samantha Valentine's hair by Quindam Wigs, total look by Paco Ran look and look studio. She revealed into a fucking leotard. I can't. The red dress is fine. It's simple. The hair is actually the best we've seen her do before. I think I'm just never going to understand Samantha Valentine's when it comes to fashion. I don't think so either. Um, I would have preferred her to keep the red coat on the entire time. What she revealed to was, was no, it was not cute. Um, I love that she showed off the length of her legs, uh, yes. the thin legs. The hair was done very, very well, but all no, nah. it's it's no, all, all nah. Nah for me nope. yeah audience agrees 20 percent all-star 80 percent all nah hota karahota look by javier mojaro quindam wigs harvey black and dominique valvo the hair is fun i like that little neon yellow streak this is edgy but i still don't quite know what hota is but she's young she's still in not even in her 20s yet the dress is sexy um she loves herself it's fine yeah, um, it had great potential to be something good. I loved where she was going with it. Um, it was a little risque, a little burlesque um, there with the titties out. A few minor details I would have changed. Number one, um, pasties on. I think pasties can add just that flourish of detail, even if yep. it's under a mesh shirt. Um, I love the stoning that she did from the flamenco cut skirt up um, onto her legs. But what I did not enjoy was the use of that Amazon corset. And yes, I thought that that is an Amazon corset because I'm a burlesque person who started somewhere. And mm-hmm. those are those corsets that you find on Amazon with the with an easy zip yep. up. Um, and, and you can tell it doesn't fit because of the texture, how shiny it is versus the matte fabrics that she's using otherwise. I think it's a good start for the beginning of her journey, but I do yep. think that this look could have been a little bit better, but still, I think it's an all-star. I agree. It's very soft all-star. And the audience, same. 53% all-star, 47% all-nah. Onyx, dress, dress by Jamie San, accessories by David Moss, 
Fuck this show for eliminating her. She's giving you Queen Amidala Space Diva realness. I love that she's like, here, I do alien drag, but I'm also going to give you a sun and teal gown that if I wore it in female impersonation drag, you would say would slay as well. This was breathtaking. This was everything I needed. Onyx, the Rob Queen of Espana season two. We love a Rob Queen and they remind us why because they come out with things like this. It was very, very fifth element royalty. Mm -hmm. Um, Beautiful brocade fabric. Medieval. It was Renaissance with a space edge. I just all-star all the way. I agree. Audience, 93% all-star, 7% all-nom. Diamante Mary Brown. Look and hair by David Moss. Helmet by Diamante. It looked like in the photo that I shared that she was farting out the bottom layer of her dress. I hate the headpiece with the multiple faces. It made no sense. You can't buy taste, so this bitch will always be lacking. Um, You said it. Yeah, no, most definitely. Um, This is probably my least favorite look on the runway. Um, Actually, right. She just passed Samantha just by a little bit, but the helmet was so flat. It cut its wasn't anything special or breathtaking. Um, if it had been larger, maybe something more voluminous, it could have been a statement, but it was at least distracting from the rest of the outfit, which honestly was not well-fitted. The fabrics didn't make sense. The way it was nope. cut didn't make sense. I just didn't get the story and I'm not going to get to those boots because it is a boot. <laughs> it's an yeah, all-not all for not. me. Yep. Audience, 13% all-star, 87% all-not. Drag set less, though. Look by Adrian Castellano Perez, crowned by Drag Vulcano Sergio Leon Ortega, and Drag set less. She's paying homage to what she's known for. Did I hope there was a reveal? Of course I did. That being said, that headpiece is ethereal. Her paint was stunning, though. I wish the peephole was a bit bigger because it does hide the bottom of her face. Yeah, this was everything that I wanted from, from Drag set less, and you know, this is what she's known for. This is, you know, she's caused controversy and uproar in mm-hmm. her city for it. And I thought she just gave one more finger up and said, if I'm going to do it now, I'm going to do it when I have a public television platform. Mm-hmm. And it was beautiful. It was done so, so well. Giving, giving that homage to the Virgin, La Virgina, yeah. that reverence, that beauty, that grace that is La Reina, the Queen of Queens. Um, but also, let's make it a little gay. Let's put it in yeah. drags. And I loved it. It's an all-star for me. Absolutely all-star audience, 93% all-star, 7% all-not. And finally, Jurigi Derkli, tool dress by Fab Verde, corset by Mr. Pearl, hair by Boris Dave. This starts out so sexy, and then she's like, here, sexier. I think it's simple but effective. I kind of like burgundy on her. It's a good color for her. Yeah, I thought the color choice was beautifully, beautifully chosen to accent her in the best way possible. The beating on her, on her head, that beautiful beautiful um beading just tied in so well with the color palette the ribbons the draping everything had layers and had texture and i really really enjoyed it so yeah. it's going to be an all-star for me absolutely all-star audience 87 percent all-star 13 percent all nah. most of them finally showed up yes well, <laughs> after thanking all 12 queens for, for participating it's time to get sentimental as supreme talks for the heart but that's all a dry run as she's decided someone's not going to continue us into the final lip sync. Only three will. Everyone was gagged. Supreme reveals that Marina's time is cut short. She will not lip sync for the crown and she will say that she will inspire generations to come. She thanks her for her openness and reveals that in the final lap of this race, she was lagging behind. Marina is in shock. Supreme will let her speak. And I think she was just unsure of what to say. And in her final words, she will say that she already told the Queens what she wanted to say to them. And she is proud of what she did. She was surprised and thought she would be fighting until the end, but respects their decision. Um, I just would cut her. I would cut her at three if you knew she was not going to cut it. For this yeah, one it didn't make any sense. Um, it was kind of a little bit of kicking her. Uh, yeah. Kicking her while she was down. It felt very, very sad. And honestly, I probably would have gone from four to two if you were going like to do they, a cut Exactly, like, that. like they did in Drag Ice Holland 1. Yeah, it would have just made more sense to go from top four to top two and have two girls face off against each other. Um, a very, very sad moment. Um, but I agree that Muddy and I didn't, yeah. didn't hold that to the rest of the pack. Well, we're going to get our song. It is by Alaska and Dinarama, Ni Tu Dinadi. Have you heard this before? Yeah, this is actually a, a well-known gay anthem. It's very much... Um, it, it very reminds, for us Mexicans, there's a song by Thalia, um, and it's slipping my mind again. 
Oh, uh, I can't remember, but they're anthems of, of queerness of basically, this is me. Screw all of you. Mm-hmm. I don't care about your opinions. Um, and a very, very fun song that yeah. I think to choose for, for a final lip sync. Yeah, it, it was a rock song. And yet these three really tackled it for what it was and what they were wearing. And they made it work. Um, not sure if she couldn't get the items out, but Estrella went full camp with the props in her dress. I thought that was really smart, really well yeah. done. And even if she was struggling, she made it work with the bit with her finger and everything. Very good. Vanadita was sexy, but had no tricks up her sleeves, literally. But she did tease us with the dress coming down. But we're going to discuss it. Um, I had an argument with Amanda Masker. She said, no, it didn't. But I watched it. I sent it to her. It, the heart fell off. It fell off. How did she win the lip sync with the heart falling off? Justice for La Gorda. Yeah, the heart fell off. I will agree with that. The heart fell off. And then she had to pick it back up. I think it was the fact that it was just, it was already pre, pre-chosen. It really was. It was You're already right. pre-chosen. There, there was nothing, because I thought Estrella's choice to reveal the these items were beautifully done. Very, very clever, very funny. But at the end of the day, I felt like it did make a difference. They had yeah. already predetermined their winner. Um, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, the Estrella photo, the Carmen photo from Estrella, brilliant. Um, the wig from Reveal, uh, Sharon's Reveal, terrible. Um, and then we get the glitter in the heart, which would have been brilliant had it not fallen off. Fallen and off. It just fell like Asia O'Hara's butterflies. Yeah, it fell, and you saw a little bit of the residue start to come out yeah. on the floor, and so it gave it away. But at the end, Estrella's swinging balls were no contest. All Drag Race Espanya lip syncs are messy, even for a crown. Mm-hmm. But we got to do it. Carmen comes out looking divine. The bitch is perfect. Bitch she, is said, perfect. she said, I am having my reign for these last 30 seconds and you cannot take them from me. The beautiful cream colors, just mm. the hair sitting right, blown out. Uh, she was just- yeah, And even in, even in person, I'm gonna say it, she is intimidatingly beautiful. I didn't get to interview her at DragCon, um, but I did get to meet her outside of the hotel we were all staying at. Um, and I would try to talk to her and you could see the fear in her eyes because English is clearly not yeah. <laughs> proficient in it. Um, cause I've heard that she, during DragCon, she had like her interpreter there and I should have just got it, but whatever. She was so, she's, she's so stunning. Yeah. She's Perfect. so beautiful. Perfect. Um, but the winner of Drag Race is fine. You too is Sharon. Are we surprised? One of the best track no. records in Drag Race history. Yeah. I think when you look at her track record, um, she, uh, over all the franchises, I think she has the best track record. Mm-hmm. If I'm correct. Um, I, so. I saw something that put her just above Bianca Del Rio's track record. And yep, it made sense in terms of the projection of the show to give her the crown. And she is the oldest to win the crown in Drag Race history at age 45, surpassing Chad Michaels and Vanessa Van Cartier, who won at age 41. Let's do our something. Which is something to say, because that's not that old. It's not, it really isn't. Drag, but Um, that's where Drag Race has been going. Let's do our burning questions to wrap this up. But this year, I will be sharing my burning question that I had for the preview podcast and seeing how the winner did. This is what I said about Sharon. She's got an old drag soul. Is that enough in today's contemporary climate to be the champion? Clearly it was. Yeah, it was. What is Sharon's legacy? I think Sharon's legacy is a legacy of of being able to reinvent yourself and bring mm-hmm. something fresh and new. No matter how long your career is, you can always be changing, updating, growing, and becoming the next best version of yourself. And yeah. I think that's a legacy that she leaves behind. For a queen who's been doing it, you know, 20 years, um, it's a reminder that you don't have to be a 22-year-old performer to, to make it big that your time exactly. will come as long as you put in that work and you know what she's going to be a brilliant spokesperson for the franchise and at the end of the day that's what we, what we also need so good for her good luck to her um how does this season compare to season one i thought it was a lot better uh, i think that in terms of the quality of this season it started out very strong it kind of fizzled a little bit but I think that this is kind of what I would like to see in the other franchises in terms of keeping things fresh, new and interesting. Um, I thought it was a great watch and I really enjoyed the season. I agree. It was fantastic. It it was so much fun to watch and I'm going to miss it for a year, but we'll come back. We know it's going to come back. 
All right. Where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug this Pride season? Yeah. Um, so happy Pride. I You can find me on Instagram at the Antonio Amor. That's V-T-H-E, Antonio like Banderas, Amor, A-M-O-R, Spanish word for love. Um, that'll be my Instagram. That'll also be my Venmo. Uh, I'm finishing out Pride pretty shortly, but I will be at the Burlesque uh, Colorado Burlesque Festival in Denver, um, July 7th through the 10th. Um, you can also catch me doing a brunch there in Denver. So if you're local to the Denver area, feel free to check me out. Um, and then I have some great projects coming in July. And in August, I will be at the Ohio Burlesque Festival in Cleveland um, performing there as well. So keep updated on the socials, hit notify so you don't lose me in the algorithm. And you can find me here, there and everywhere. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for rounding out Drag Race Espanya 2 with me. Yeah, it was great to uh, finally crown a new winner. The biggest thanks to Antonio for coming on. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash block talk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. 